0: I'm going to have to look that up. Aloha everyone. Day 10. This will probably be a short cast today. Only got a few more left. I'm not sure what's going to happen when I get out in terms of podcasting in theory I've got lots of time now but I think the proximity to each other and just the fact that when I'm on the computer probably like many have found with remote work or remote school or all the remote connections you just find that you get exhausted after putting in on the work side your eight hours a day so the weekend time has been Trying to get away from that, although <laughs> we still fall into streaming and then we've had lots of just the logistics of banking, housing, etc. So, anyway, but what I was going to do is I got some good follow up calls both from uh, Jason and BJ, Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast and BJ of Arcane Alienist, just on some traveling ideas games for travel and i think they hit on actually two two good categories one for you know the physical book and then two for well obviously you can pile pdfs but just some some easy tools or things for your tablet and i mentioned probably a couple of days ago i don't know how many follow the living for crits youtube channel twitch channel but judge james has been doing some daily vlogging updates and as it so happens um, was hitting on a game that he used He, as he said game books that mainly became the traveling game you know game books that were kind of in a single game book physical and as many of us did then because most of us were doing this before PDFs and definitely before uh, laptop computers let alone you know the desktop computer that we think of now so you had the one book that you dragged with you and some dice and some paper and pencils and that's actually kind of a good way to think about it and i think that may be kind of the answer i was looking for or some of the inspiration i was looking for i know that when i was away in singapore I had the PDFs on my laptop because I did some online gaming and split the time between Pathfinder and 5e. So for Pathfinder it was easy because I had the <clears throat> excuse me the PDF for 5e, you know, you get the players and DM rules that they offer, the basic rules. Of course, you can get into the D&D Beyond. But anyway, let me play the calls, make a few thoughts afterwards, and also then talk about Top Secret.
1: Hey, glad you're doing okay and they're in quarantine. Hang in there. It'll be done before you know it. As far as a game system to take with you traveling and throw in your backpack or, you know, camping or whatnot, I I think I would definitely default to smaller, you know, smaller rule books, simpler rules. Um, You know, the Black Hack would, would be a great game. You don't need the whole box set. You can just take the book, right? So one of these smaller... I don't know, I'm going to get the sizes wrong. Is A4 the smaller book? But your digest size and, you know, there are plenty of games out there that are, you know, 30-some pages or 60-some pages that, you know, soft cover books that really weigh nothing that do a great job here. I mean, you can go even go lighter than that. You can go Dinky Dungeons or you can go with Rysis or, you, you know, whatever. But but I think I would definitely go that way, a handful of dice and really you're you got what you need. You know, whether you pick the black hack, which easily you could easily use for sci-fi or anything else, whether you take, you know, any... Of the, there's so many good light rules out there that are digest size, and, you know, don't weigh anything, or you could print off to do that. You know, if you had one of those lightweight rule books, some paper, some pencils, 2D12s, 2D20s, which are all dice you need. I mean, at that point, you know, you're not talking two pounds. You know, you're talking less than two pounds worth of stuff, put it all in a Ziploc bag, and, and you've got everything you need to do all the role-playing, you, you know, you would ever need, especially in a travel situation, because it's not like you're playing, you, you know, super, super intensively. So, you, you don't need all that depth. And if, even if you want to use that depth, you, you know, I think you're creative enough that you could easily, you know, feather that out of it. So the, the one thing for traveling, though, is you have to be able to come up with your adventures off the fly. So, provided you're good with coming up with your adventures off the fly, you're good to go. Otherwise, I would definitely download the modules to your phone. You, you want kind of the physical rule book because you can pass around to everybody. But you, you, I think you can get away with having the, mod the, if you have to use pre-written modules, I think you just download them on your phone and use them that way. Um, but yeah, I, I think you could easily do a traveling kit for a number of players, you know,
2: at less than two pounds without a problem. Hey, Brian, it's BJ. Um, You're talking about portability. What what kind of kit would you carry around from place to place? If you're into fifth edition and you you think that that's going to be a game you port over, I think D&D Beyond is worth it. I know a lot of people don't like the idea of having to purchase a book and then having to purchase a digital version of that book. Uh, my response to that is always, if you go into Barnes & Noble and you buy a <clears throat> a book, they don't give you the Nook version of it for free, the ebook version of it for free. So I, I don't understand sometimes why people get so incensed with the way D&D Beyond requires you to purchase the, the non-OGL content for 5th edition. But you don't have to purchase the hardback. You can always purchase it in the d- digital version, and I know there's always the risk that Support for that platform goes away, and then you've lost your digital content. I kind of get that as a risk you kind of play for that. But I I use D&D Beyond for my fifth edition stuff, and I enjoy it. It's also got an app that you can put on your phone or or a tablet that you don't have to have an active Wi-Fi connection to use. It just stores the content digitally on your device within the app, and you can search, and you can make characters and things like that. So... If 5th edition is something you're thinking about porting around, um, yeah, that's a good investment. Otherwise, you know, just a good tablet and then having all your PDFs. I mean, every other major role-playing game allows you your PDFs. So, uh, you know, if you have some dice in your pocket and, a, you know, your, your book's on PDF for tablet, I think to me that you're set to kind of have game wheel travel.
0: Thanks, guys. And I have to check out the Black Hack. I'd read some of it, and I know they've got the essentially the, the SRD or basic rules online. And it's pretty easy to purchase a, a PDF and then either print it yourself or get it bound. I, I suppose you could do print on demand through drive through, but I know it's it's so little and it's probably worth me getting that. But I like that idea that you have the one book. And in fact, um, i think my (laughs) the the game of choice for me you know more recently um dcc i guess if you say games of choice dcc which is great because have the pdf but yeah that is a big book to lug around and then doing some pathfinder and 5e you kind of get you kind of need to embrace some of the online resources so pathfinder again you got everything online for free essentially in the SRDs plus you know, if you buy the you buy the PDF or you buy a copy of the the hardback and a PDF you're good 5e is the tricky one though so i i get what BJ's saying and we've used D&D beyond but only the either the free tools or there were some resources that we got with the essentials kit i believe there was you could get the digital They gave you a code to get the digital copy, and there was actually a bonus adventure, which which was pretty good, and a bit of a change from what I had expected. But we haven't actually used it to purchase any of the the digital content. And I think, see, BJ, you made a good point. And part of my reluctance was thinking about the platform, seeing how well it worked. I think the first couple times I used the apps, they weren't very good or at least and it could have been my connectivity. I know they did a a massive update not too long ago or it just had been a while since I used it because the last time that I used it on my my iPad it seemed to work really well but I do fear that you start to buy into it and the platform goes away or changes as opposed to buying the PDFs but it does make sense and I've heard others talk about it. I mean part of me is a little bit Reluctant to to give more money to to wizards uh, or you know for their for their digital platform once you've already spent the money on the hardback books, but I mean I suppose it it is it it, it does give a little bit more, so it's maybe a little bit more than just the PDF. And I know even utilizing the basic rules with the ND Beyond, it is kind of neat the way that you can kind of search and pull things up. So I think I may actually have to to make the purchases of let's see we've got even just getting the core three again maybe they'll run a maybe they'll run a sale soon but now I, I hear you and i do think that i think in this day and age yeah the book books are great but as a 5e player and especially if you have a group because i think they have some better plans for groups you're probably good with a, a D&D beyond subscription of sorts but hey i'm i am perfectly on board well obviously if you're not a 5e but even for those 5e's who are a little bit of a holdout I am uh, I'm I'm still in that camp but I may be trying it so for other things um, you know in terms of gaming there's been a lot more cribbage happening around our quarantine hotel than anything else although one of the games that we have and brought because it is in a way portable although we I think have all the expansions or additional packs, if you want to call that, the Wizards of the Coast Dungeon Mayhem, which we picked up as a just as a filler and thought it'd be fun, and quickly became a a family favorite. It is very straightforward and easy um, and fun. I mean, it's I wouldn't say it's a replacement at all for for role playing, but it's neat to. and and a little bit humorous and they've got lots of additional decks with characters and different powers so we do enjoy uh, playing that and especially because it doesn't take a whole lot of brain power (laughs) Um, it's kind of nice to fill the time and go through things so that's been taken up most of the time but I just wanted to follow up on top secret because I didn't get very far through the book and offer some other thoughts I, I read through the rest of it again and a few key things I think um, we talked about the the rolling. One thing that stands out to me when you get into combat or some, I guess, other examples of an action which may be opposed, the one thing that this does pretty well is it introduces kind of the idea of the the opposed roll. So you know, it's it's. I haven't really. I've I've done it a, a very little, kind of in 5e or some others where you've got you know, two. You kind of got a opposed strength check or something, but the combat rolls in here are pretty good because you essentially you roll against each other so i guess the way to think about it, hand-to-hand combat you've got your reflex die so again that die in the die chart your combat die and then an asset if applicable or a fighting style and they go into details on fighting styles and then what happens is you kind of balance that off against the defender for the hand-to-hand combat um, which is pretty good because i think it gives that element of, of I think Tunnels and Trolls has done this and there's a few others that's the one I'm familiar with it gives the element of actually instead of just kind of like lobbing shots at each other against some kind of a a shield or armor class um, it's it's a bit of a uh, a bit of a a face-off against each other you know a little little war gamey but that's all right Um, for range combat it's Fairly similar. Um, you've got your, you know, your reflex combat and weapon assets. There's a defensive modifier then for the defender, and you can have an aware or unaware. So, um, I, I think that's a, that introduces a different aspect. The, the one thing again, and I think it's, 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 it's maybe a, a plus and a minus. They've got some great descriptions of the different weapons, and then your accuracy die. So again, depending on. The combat situation, you know, if you're from a distance, a rifle, if you're firing something that's automatic, uh, they have in there the dice and then the modifications for, for the range. This is where I, I started to realize in kind of going through this. Oh, and yeah, before I go on, they, similar things for they talk about hacking, which um, <laughs> reminded me of another thing on my list, the the cyberpunk red. Uh, Jumpstart kit and some of the things in in that world that I've got to get to, but in looking through this, it was very similar in terms of hacking, kind of stepping through, just rolling, you know, based on you know your your ability, your different die, and then having that kind of square off against you know the the defense, you know, the tech of something else. I I don't know that I don't know that it would be you know to me that maybe the a big core component let me step back it may be a core component nowadays just because of again if you're setting this modern world the amount of, of kind of the cyber warfare element and the espionage there should be some rules for it but they go through a pretty good example and I just I tend to think that if you're playing this game you probably don't want to be bogged too much down in the hacking uh, but in this case Um, They kind of go through, and you do the same thing. You get your intellect, tech, and then you have an asset. So maybe if you're using some kind of tools, and the way it does it is it kind of goes against, um, you roll against the enemy network, and as you kind of succeed, you drop down the die of the other side so that, you know, you kind of gain entry. And once you have entry, you can operate up to a certain level, and then maybe, maybe, you know, you, you then try to accomplish your goal in this case locating a drone but anyway i think i'm i think i'm dragging on a little bit about this and maybe maybe you get my point um some of the other things though that i i picked up from this and reading through it 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 struck me that maybe before I was motivated a little bit more. And, it, and again, it could have been being younger in the 80s and, and more of a James Bond feel that there was really a world or a genre that I wanted to be in. And in reading through this, I think, again, it does a pretty good job updating it in terms of tackling all the aspects. But when I get through the rule book, I'm, I'm not sure, I, I do still want to play. And give it a shot but I'm not sure this would fall on the list of one of the games that I'd really want to get to the table or even be part of and I have a couple of ideas I don't know exactly you know why that is I don't know that it's necessarily the game but I think it kind of gets back to just the types of things that you wanna not really emulate at the table but be a part of so again the genres you're into the mood the crunch this definitely has enough crunch but I think it's streamlined a lot more and easier. So once you can, if you can grok the the die chain and kind of a target number and some of the adjustments, it seems like it'll flow pretty far. I didn't even get into the car chases. They have some pretty elaborate car chase rules. They've got underwater rules, underwater combat rules. So again, for situations, this seems to cover everything that you'd wanna do. Maybe it'll lead it to be a little bit too prescribed, but The other big thing, and this is what I think maybe kind of fed into, you know, when I when I read through this and it just it it didn't necessarily sing to me. There were small snippets of how actions were carried out or things were resolved, but there's not really a good example of gameplay. And I looked back through again. I may have missed it. And I'm because I'm reading from the PDF now, it's entirely possible. But. I like that. I like the games and th- and it kinda harkens back to again, you know, the old BX when you had kind of the sample session, you know, whether you wanna, you know, just call it a, a scenario write up or a playback, but it's something that kind of puts you into one, the setting, you know, the genre, sets the mood, but two also then steps through, okay, how would this be as a game? Whereas they had a few snippets in Top Secret, in fact, they have the car chases, they have a little bit of combat and they have a longer hacking section, you you don't really get a good sense of what this might be like playing and it it may just be me and and as I said I'm not sure that after going through this uh, I'll, I'll definitely play a game of it, you know maybe a couple but you know it's probably lower down the list than some of the others and I think the last thing, and I'm not sure how to tackle this, is that I think I heard probably during the Grognard file review, so way back when they talked about Top Secret, it was either Top Secret directly or maybe with a discussion of James Bond. If you're really trying to make a game that evokes the, the modern worlds. So this is a modern espionage game you, you need to have some of the cinematic aspects or a little bit of the not fantasy in terms of a fantasy genre but a little bit of the fantastic involved because otherwise it just may not be what you want to play or for me it starts to get too much as to be a tactical game or even bordering on a war game and i guess from my background <laughs> It's not that I'm not interested in that, I am, but I would probably choose something different, like maybe actually a war game that was a little bit more simulation. Uh, Maybe even for some of these things, some sort of computer game. I'm not really sure if it would be, you know, a computer espionage RPG exactly, but it starts to feel that that's, that's something that would be best represented, at least for me, in a different format and i think that's another thing where your mileage will vary some people this would appeal to but others may have some issues with it and it got me thinking that as i've been looking over the last few years getting back into the hobby and just trying to learn about the different games some of them struck me as strange then and, I, and I'll give you an example. I think one of the examples that I just didn't understand is people were very excited about Delta Green, and you know when I heard the clips of it, it seemed like a Call of Cthulhu-based game which used kind of a special operating force, but but hunting—not really hunting Cthulhu, but really encountering all these dark forces, you know, supernatural powers. So a little bit of X Files, and it. It it sounded interesting, but the first question I had is, "Huh? Well, wh- why is that necessarily, or what what distinguishes that from Call of Cthulhu or just a you know a special forces game? Why mash the two up?" And now, after kind of going back through Top Secret and thinking about the game that I might be interested in playing, that's the kind of game that starts to appeal to me because it says, "Well." It, it's got a bit of a twist, you know. It's got some elements in there that really introduce a bit of excitement and a bit of mystery into the role playing, and so you know, you you get a little bit of both worlds, maybe. And so I, I think after going through this, I start to understand maybe some other games where they, like I said, they do seem to bring in a little bit of the fantastic nature into what would be, you know, a normal. something that could be normal you know you start with and again use the example X-Files you could start that as an FBI you know procedural drama with just some maybe high profile disappearances deaths unexplained occurrences and within the X-Files world it veers quickly into the you know the strange and so you can see how that appeals not not to everybody but eh, just some thoughts so um, I will I'll let everyone know if I get myself into a game of this although I will say it's probably not as high on the list right now just given everything else going on but who knows so we'll come back on day 11 and have some other thoughts some things are are bubbling hope everyone is doing well staying safe and hope you enjoy your games Cheers